Hello everyone, welcome to the Hormone Helper Podcast. I'm Coach Andrew, your Hormone Helper from Fit For All Fitness. I personally coach over 1,600 men and women to help better understand their hormones so they can lose weight and get their metabolism back on track. With this podcast, you're going to hear from me and my special guests about everything from metabolism to thyroid to weight loss, and we even talk a little bit of sexy time as we chat to spread more knowledge thick like butter on your hormones. If you're ready to learn, I'm ready to share, so let's do this. And bam, we're back with another episode. I have been loving all of the support and really having a great time creating these podcasts. I can't tell you how many people meet me in person at business or networking meetings, and then they go, hey, you should do radio or podcasting, or like, you should do commercial voices. And I'm like, yeah, now I do. So I appreciate all of you who gave me this gentle little nudge. A little fun fact about me, actually, before we get into today's good stuff. In my early 20s, I was actually a part of a company called Filmcom. I'm not sure if it still exists. Who knows? Well, they did recruitment and searching for young people who looked good enough for TV commercials. So I was approached by somebody at a mall, and they told me to apply. And a week later, they did headshots, and they sent me out into the world. I have to admit, I wasn't cut out for it, though. I always got a little bit uncomfortable in front of a camera, ironically and it made me nervous to speak in front of others with specific lines. I do have to say that was a really amazing experience, really, because I personally thrive around other people. I like sharing people's energy, and sharing energy is basically how I live. If I think about it, it's probably why I became a coach in the first place. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to use my radio quality voice today to talk about how you guys and gals can repair your hormones naturally. Woohoo. Of course, at this time, I'm going to drop just a little bit of a disclaimer before my lawyer chews me out. So make sure you guys, of course, consult a professional before making any changes with your hormones. What I'm giving is just advice about chatting with the tools I use with my clients. Blah. Back to the good stuff. I wish that I could say that hormonal repair and recovery was difficult, but it's not. What hormone repair really is, is complicated. Not difficult, but complicated. The way your body creates, analyzes, and processes hormones day to day is really nothing short of a miracle. I want you to imagine this. Having an engine in a car that can recognize when it's low on fuel, and creates more fuel to top itself off, as well as can create more cylinders for power and can speed up the output or lower it for smaller vehicles or heavier vehicles based on load. Everyone and their mother would buy an engine like that. I know I would. That engine would knock even Elon Musk out of space. But here's the thing. We already have been given that engine internally, and it's called our endocrine system. And that's exactly what it does. It does the output, it does the quality, it does the power, all of those things. Mother Nature, evolution, the divine, God, Jesus, whoever, whatever you choose to believe in, it gave us that mechanism that allows us to create our own fuel, build our own muscle, and calculate daily energy expenditure, all without having to consciously think about it. That system, it's incredibly complicated for sure. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts, just like an engine has, except its base functions and purpose are pretty freaking easy to understand and fix, providing, of course, you've been trained on how to fix it. 
I love using this analogy really for two reasons. One, I used to be a mechanic way back when, so I'm a huge car lover. And two, anybody can fix their own car if they know what the parts do and where they go. But here's the thing with fixing your own car. Replacing a part doesn't necessarily mean you know what you're doing or that you're familiar with what the part does. So really, even if you do fix what's wrong right now, chance of that problem coming back is pretty high in a car and you're still going to not know why that problem happened originally. So this is the endocrine system engine and this is what we're going to be talking about today, how to repair it. So let's talk about what we need to repair this system naturally, shall we? The first thing that I look for as a coach is really the same thing I used to look at as a mechanic, and that is what needs repair. It's a great question. After that, it's really a matter of seeing what needs to be maintained or what can we do to set a schedule per se for maintenance. Repairing your hormones, that's the complicated part. And that's because unlike a car, you can't just replace parts in your body that make hormones. You actually have to truly repair it. The replacement, not yet, probably 30 years from now, I won't have a job because people just do body swaps. But right now, no, it's not a replaceable system. So true repair is like those old school mechanics that would actually take apart a piece like an alternator and clean it up, then get it running the way they should, rather than just throwing the old alternator in the garbage like they do now and putting a new one in. For true repair to happen in the body, we need to see where the repair is needed. And that means we've got to teach you what the parts look like and what they freaking do. So there's nine main pieces that essentially run your endocrine system. And after each one, I'm going to walk you through kind of what they make and what they're used for. So starting from the top, because only Drake started from the bottom, if you know what I mean. Hey, <laughs> I love it. Your pineal gland your hypothalamus and your pituitary gland, those are all inside your brain. So we're literally starting from the top of your part, uh, the top of your body. So all inside your big brain here, your pituitary gland is right behind your forehead. Your pineal gland is essentially right in the front of the brain and like underneath the pituitary. And then your hypothalamus is on the other side of the brain. So your brain is the center command system of this engine. So think of it like the engine's computer. Essentially, what it's going to do is it's going to read how much or how little a hormone is being made in your body. And then the pituitary gland is reading what signal is correct. So am I reading the right signals and what is that signal, whether it's high or whether it's low? So the job of those three systems in the brain for your endocrine system is to create melatonin for you to use. It's to create growth hormone and it's to create dopamine and thyroid stimulating hormone. So all of the things that create your thyroid stimulating hormone, all of the growth hormone and all of the melatonin, those are created by the brain. So essentially melatonin used for your sleep and your recovery, growth hormone used for your body's growth and development. That's why it's called growth hormone. Dopamine, your feel good hormone. Yes. Everybody likes to hit a dopamine every once in a while. I feel like I live on dopamine. And the, <laughs> if dopamine was a drug, I would probably be addicted. It could probably be a drug in the future, non-related. But the thyroid stimulating hormone, of course, well, it stimulates your thyroid. So anything with 
follicles, anything to do with your luteinizing hormone, anything to do with your prolactin. These are the hormones that essentially use your thyroid to be able to create all of those other basic ones. That is what is used inside your brain right now. So the main functions of these three, they're really regulators for your engine. So by regulators, it's about seeing how much is there, how much is lower, and then how do I either increase the amount of hormones that I'm creating or how do I decrease the amount of hormones that I'm creating? So that is what the brain is for. Now going down the body, we're going to then come across your thyroid gland, which is attached to your neck. And of course your thymus, which sits between your lungs above your heart, your tiny little heart, it's there. So essentially your thyroid gland, it's responsible for your kind of temperature control in the engine. So running too hot, too cold, running too fast or too slow. That's essentially what it is and, and where it sits. And your thymus is basically this little hormone that then disperses in, or this little sack above your heart that disperses where specifically those hormones go. So these two create the thyroxine and the different types of thymosine, which are responsible for essentially breaking down or turning into different hormones. So think of it like the building blocks. When an engine runs, it needs oil and the oil is going to go into different parts of the engine. So it's going to go into the lower part, the upper part. It's going to mix with the gas. Um, hopefully it doesn't mix with too much gas, but that's essentially what it is. So these two act as the temperature and the speed control of your engine. So with temperature, you don't want an engine running too hot or it'll overheat. Okay. Or you don't want it running too cold. Otherwise it's not going to run. It'll stall. So the speed is basically how fast or how slow that engine revs. So you have what's called an idle speed in your car, right? You start it, it idles. People look at the, the dash, probably don't even know what your car idles up. That's all right. Essentially, you'll see the needle goes up and you're like, oh, my car's on. It's idling, okay? If you have a high idle, it means you use more gas, which means your metabolism's too fast. If you have a low idle, it means you're barely running. You might stall occasionally and you really have to give it a significant amount of gas to keep it going. So that's what those two are. Now let's move further down this engine here. So now further down is going to be your pancreas, your adrenal glands, and your kidneys. So those are all located close to your hips. So essentially at that point, once you've read the signals, you've dispersed the hormones, now it's time for the adrenals to manage and your pancreas to manage all of the stressors or all of the outs. So just like your kidneys filter, that's essentially what it's doing. It's filtering any used hormones, any excess hormones, or wherever it has to go. And your adrenal glands then are responsible for the stress management. So these couple, they create adrenaline, they create cortisol, and they create DHEA. So adrenaline used, of course, for your fight or flight when you've got to really dig in and dig deep. Cortisol, which is used for your stress. And then DHEA, which is basically used for growth development and the other hormone systems. So these three pieces operate with the load your engine can be put under. So if you put a V8, a big, huge honking engine, you put it in a truck, it could probably tow a lot, right? Now, let's say you put a four-cylinder engine in a truck and you put a trailer at the back, you're probably not going to go anywhere. It doesn't have enough power. So the amount of load you can put on your engine is basically 
the amount of stress you can take, the amount of stress you can tolerate to be able to put yourself under. So that is the purpose of that system for stress management and for operation. Finally, the very end, the very low part of your engine, okay? You've got essentially your gonads, which would be testes for dudes or ovaries for dudettes. You know where they are. I don't have to tell you where your where your your nuts and your ovaries are. Hopefully, uh, if you don't know where they are, kids, ask your mom and your dad. Have to talk about the birds and the bees. <laughs> what a lovely! If this podcast triggers that, I apologize, but I would find it funny. Um, so, anyways, these two things they create your estrogen, your testosterone, your progesterone, which are responsible for your muscle building and development, your reproductive cycle, as well as some growth protocols as well, too. So, this final piece basically acts as the strengthening and the repair part that manages the performance and energy consistency in your engine. So. From a hormonal perspective, once it gets down to that point, the testosterone, the estrogen say what needs to be fixed, what muscles need to grow, do I need to reproduce, in which case create more cylinders or create more people and be able to continue for there. That makes all the nine parts of your engine. So the main three are in the brain. There's two from essentially neck to chest, which is your thyroid and your thymus. Then you've got the three based in the kidneys. Then you got your one in the nether regions. So now that you know what the parts do, here is how we repair them. Because the repair part is what we're actually talking about on this, this podcast session today. We need to give them the building blocks conditioned to each specific part that we need to repair. So these building blocks, they're called micronutrients. Many people don't actually focus on micronutrients within their diet. They just don't work. They just work on getting the proteins, carbs, and fats that they are needed daily. Those are important too, but micronutrients, they are more important. They are like the most important thing ever. So micronutrients are essentially the 13 main vitamins and minerals that are the precursor. They're the things that create each hormone. And if you want to learn about what each specific nutrient does, you can check out episode eight and go through the main ones and how they specifically benefit you. But we don't need to go over the, the vitamins here. So essentially, when one of these parts are damaged, it is normally because either your body didn't have enough micronutrients to build those hormones needed, or it made too much because another part in the system is short on its own production. The micronutrients allow for the part to actually rebuild itself because there are readily abundant building blocks that have the specific use for that repair. So what we do is we intake a high dose of these micronutrients by adding in food groups that carry them into your food routine. It's literally that simple. And on top of that, it's crazy effective because it's only using food. That even makes the maintenance part of this super easy too, because you can just balance out your diet with all of the micronutrients needed to maintain the building blocks needed for each system. So that's addressing the rebuild part, but you still have to address why the part broke in the first place, right? Don't worry, I didn't miss that. If a part in your endocrine system or your endocrine engine can't make enough hormones, it's usually because it's overtaxed. 
you used it too much, you pushed your body too hard, or you ate things that altered the way your body produces those specific hormones. So think of it like, you know, instead of putting a certain grade of oil in your car, you just put whatever oil you bought at Canadian Tire. Or instead of putting coolant in your engine, you just threw water in and you hoped for the best. People still do these things, but it changes the way that your engine runs. This is the complicated part that I talked about earlier, the why it broke, because there are more than a million different things that could have caused this failure. And of course, the process of diagnosis becomes really hard when you're doing too much differently every day. So here's what I do. I do these three steps to find out why the part broke with every client I work with. And I'm going to share these steps with you because you need them. One, I eliminate Take out the crap in your diet and routine so any foods that are inflammatory to you or any trigger digestive stress foods, they have to go at least temporarily. So what I do is I go through someone's diet and I'm like, what are the foods that are triggering to you? What are the foods that are anti-inflammatory? I temporarily remove all of those. For some people that involves gluten, for some people that involves dairy, for some people that involves sugars, okay? And then I'm also going to take out the high processed stuff like those main Western carbs because the preservatives and the additives in the food, they can alter a ton of hormone production over time. So for example, trans fats, trans fats are a chemical estrogen. If you keep eating trans fats, your estrogen amount will slowly go up over time. So step one, you're going to take out at least 50% of, of half the stuff that people eat. Okay. And remember, this is temporarily. Okay. But I take out, I take away, I remove all of the inflammation. So their gut has a chance to heal. So their hormones have a chance to show me what they have left. And that takes at least 50% of the part problems that I come across. So just like a mechanic can be like, Hey, when I fix this issue, normally it takes care of 15 different things, the same thing. So basically I do that. And it's almost like essentially clearing out all of that bad oil, clearing out all of that bad coolant. Step two, if you've taken out all of the inflammatory foods and you're still experiencing issues, well, I then tell clients that they've got to reduce their stressors. Not some, all of their stressors, physical, mental, and emotional. You have no idea the amount of hormones it takes to make you feel safe and comfortable all day long. If your cortisol, which is your stress hormone, is always working overtime, you will eventually short it out. Every business owner does, every mom juggling kids does, every high functioning professional I've ever worked with does, and even I have, and I literally do this for a living. We all short out when we are stressed. So it's really, really important to remove all possible stressors that you can realistically. Like I'm not giving you permission, quit your job and abandon your family. Sorry, right? (laughs) If it's that bad, you've got a lot more problems. You got a lot more challenges than just your hormones. But, you know, you want to do it realistically, right? But you've got to be able to change your life. So, for example, if there's relationships that are toxic, you got to find your way to distance yourself or cut them out. If you do have an overwhelming, stressful job, then you have to set boundaries for your job. When your cutoff times are, when your start and stop time is. Or if you've got to search for a new job, search for a new job. 
some of my clients, I mean, the first thing that they did before they started with us is they're like, listen, I found a new position. And now that I'm not stressed, I want to start my life out again the right way. Cool. That's amazing. But you have to move all the possible stressors. So that's the mental stressors from work or your routine. That's the emotional stressors from relationships or, again, maybe trauma that you're dealing with, in which case be a good idea to see a therapist. And even physical stressors. Do not over-exercise. Train three to four times a week consistently, no more than 40 minutes. That's all you need. People are doing these two and a half, three-hour workout sessions that are literally blowing their hormones out of the water because cortisol can't tolerate physical stress too. So both of those are important. Now, at this point, step one and step two, this takes care of up to 80% of the parts that are broken within an endocrine engine. But there's still that 20%. So for step three, I really only pull out step three, like these big guns, if someone has metabolism issues. Or if, let's say, their hormone parts have been down for quite some time. What I do at this point is I give them a complete hormone reboot. So think of this like hitting the reset button on that engine to make it run like it started originally. What I've done is essentially I build out a complete protocol for them using micronutrients and phytoestrogens to combat excess highs of stress and the fat storing hormone estrogen. So I tackle the stress and the estrogen at the same time because they talk with each other and I build out a customized macronutrient or micronutrient profile. And then at that point, I work with them on the recovery of the hormones like optimizing testosterone because that helps recover their metabolism. So essentially, their engine and their body run like new. Usually through this process, it takes about 12 to 16 weeks, really depending on where you're starting off with your body. But afterwards, you've got a complete maintenance plan for your system and your engine, and you end up being able to take care of it all of it by yourself. So this takes care of the final 20%. There you have it. Hormones and repairing hormones can be really, really easy so you can repair your metabolism and continue to stay on track. So stick around and stay tuned for more episodes. I will walk you through more hormone good stuff, I promise. Thanks for listening. Well, it seems I'm all out of info juice for today. That's all for this episode. And thank you so much for listening. Please leave a raving review for me if you've learned something good. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you're in the mood for some more great content and tools to get your hormones on track, why not check out our free Facebook group and the blog on our site. We do amazing weekly trainings in our group that me and my wife call Tea and Teachings that give good tips for anything hormones and metabolism related. It's also a great community where you get to share your goals and success with like-minded people just like you. I'll make sure to drop both the Facebook group link and the blog link in the show notes for you. Um, or if you're ambitious like me, the name of the group is Weight Loss and Balance Hormones. Uh, it'll say Fit for All beside it with a picture of me. So come and join us and have more fun.